This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Miss Jones Baking Company. Miss Jones Baking Company is proud to present the first line of microwavable organic desserts in a cup. I just had one before you came over because I knew we were doing this ad and I was like, I need a snack and I've got this uh, microwavable cake in a cup. It was the the uh, double chocolate cake. Cool. And it was gooey. It was dense. It was delicious. Well, uh, but I mean, it did take a while to make. It took about uh, one minute and 10 seconds total. Oh, boy. Okay, listener, are you ready to taste the magic? Yes. You can use the code spilled milk at missjones.co to get two free desserts in a cup with any online purchase. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about ice cream cones. I'm so excited because, well, I mean, because it's ice cream cones, but also because it's one of those days, again, it's the summer, it's uh, it's at least 80 degrees already in the studio, mm-hmm. but the things we have on the agenda for taping today are this week's episode on ice cream cones and next week's episode, sneak preview on margaritas. Mm-hmm. Usually we tape uh, on Thursday mornings around 9.30. Uh-huh. Today, we bumped the episode back to 11 a.m. Uh-huh. to make it more of a uh, margarita-appropriate time. Yeah, like a mid, when I, the mid-morning margarita. When I told This Ash, is not the margarita episode, when by the way. I, when I told Ash this, she was like, wait, you bumped it back to 11 a.m.? Why not, like, uh-huh. 5 p.m.? <laughs> well, I mean, it's... Huh? It's already this is our job. It's so. already five o'clock somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's true. That's, that's how the saying goes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There so are this, some whales out there drinking. Oh yeah, big time. Whales probably drink. Oh, I don't know how that works. Well, it depends on if they're baleen whales. I mean, those or like lunge feeders. There's something called a lunge feeder. Uh, yes. Uh, can uh, I be that? Uh, apparently, so wait, uh, listeners, look up videos of whales lunge feeding. Apparently, these videos are super cool. I listened to an interview recently that Terry Gross, or or anyway, that was on Fresh Air. I can't <laughs> that Terry Gross did with a whale. <laughs> Tell me about how you develop, invented this lunge feeding strategy. Well, I say that because I can't remember whether it was Terry Gross or Dave Davies. Oh, okay. But anyway, they did an interview with a whale scientist. Uh-huh. Uh, a marine biologist. Oh, was it the one from Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home? 
No, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, but it was so cool. He was talking about baleen whales versus toothed whales. Then he was talking about lunge feeding. And anyway, so yeah, there are whales out there drinking a lot right now. But do how do whales drink? Like, do they have a way of like desalinating the water? That's a really good point. I don't know. Maybe no one's asked this question before us. Probably. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Matthew, what was your standard ice cream cone as a kid? My standard ice cream cone as a kid, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, This We call this segment Memory Lane, um, (laughs) was the cake cone. And for a while, I think for a long time, I didn't know it was called the cake cone. I think I thought of it as the plain cone. Yeah. I think that the cake cone, and here we're talking about the ones that are sort of light in color, very... uh, Lightweight, uh-huh. uh, sort of a wafery texture. In yes. fact, in some places, I think they're called wafer cones. That makes sense because they are not anything like cake. Correct. And they almost always have a flat bottom, so you can actually stand them up. Which is, now as an adult, I feel is their only virtue because I don't like them anymore. They taste weird. But I think that they are the quintessential cone for kids. It's what what my daughter will always choose. It's just kind of safer somehow. But I feel like, also for kids, it just seems... I don't know. They like the texture or something? Yeah. And also, like, a sugar cone had flavor, and I don't think I wanted flavor in my cone as a kid. Oh. What did you want in your cone? Uh, I guess mostly air. I wanted ice cream. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wanted ice cream. Oh, we, we need to get deeply into, like, how far down... Should the ice cream get smooshed into the cone? Oh, I, had, I hadn't included that in the agenda. I just thought of it now. It's very important. So I think that actually one of the virtues of the cake cone slash wafer cone is that you, it can't really drip out the bottom. Yeah, that's true. Because with a with a sugar cone or a waffle cone, you know, because it's been like molded around a conical mold, uh-huh. often there's still a little hole open yep. at the bottom. and. Um, there was a time, like after I graduated to sugar cones, that I would bite the bottom off the cone and suck the ice cream out, and my my parents like took me aside, were like, "You you have to stop doing that." <laughs> Wait for real? Yeah, like we can't watch this anymore. <laughs> This reminds me of of my mom telling me this story. So I I was a quite fastidious child. I've Mm -hmm. gotten much more comfortable with mess as I've gotten older. Yeah, me too. But anyway, my mom tells this story about she was driving somewhere and I was in the backseat and my friend Leslie was in the Uh backseat. This is Leslie Fretwell, daughter of Ed Fretwell, who's been mentioned on the show many times. Soup fame? Uh, Yeah, Ed Fretwell Soup. Uh, it was a hyphenated name. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> my mom gave each of us a piece of hard candy uh-huh. because this was the 80s and we weren't worried about sugar yet. Plus, I think that it, like aspartame maybe was just... Oh, was, no. This this candy sounds terrible. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. This was this was a hard candy oh, back okay. in the days when people ate hard candy. Like a Jolly Rancher type of deal? No, no. Like one of those, probably one of those round, like fake butterscotch flavor mm, yeah, yeah. things with the Butters- yellow wrapper. What are those called? Butterscotch drops or butter drops? Dang it, they have scotch a name. Drops. It, they're called scotch drops. <laughs> anyway, my mom gave each of us a hard candy. And then, like, just as she was driving, was sort of watching us in the rearview mirror. And apparently the candy went into my mouth and she never saw it again. I kept That's it in there. That's how it is supposed to work. I know. But with Leslie, Leslie like took the candy out, held it in her oh. hand. It was all over her face. It got in her hair. Like, yeah. I, feel I take like... back what I said before. That's how it's supposed to work. 
Anyway, but it reminds me of you with your ice cream cone. I uh-huh. wonder if Leslie's parents ever took her aside and they were like, we can't handle this anymore. Does your kid have any things like that where you're like, I know that there's nothing wrong per se with the thing she's doing, but it just has to stop? Yesterday, well, I don't know how we could have gotten around this, but yesterday I, I was at uh, one of Seattle's beaches with her mm-hmm. on a lake and an ice cream truck pulled up. Yeah, don't don't mention the beach by name. We don't want to give him any free publicity. <laughs> Wait, can I tell you something? I was uh-huh. so proud of myself because I remembered that that there are almost always ice cream trucks at beaches yeah. in the summer. And, and I actually remembered to take cash with me. Nice. So uh, I let my kid pick out her popsicle. I chose an ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. She Good always choice. chooses the garish, horrible popsicle. Yeah, I think we talked about this recently, that kids have the worst taste in frozen treats. Oh, my treats. God. Anyway, she picked out this one that was like the shape of one of those bomb pops. You know, it had like sort of ridges on the side and came to like kind of a little point at the top. And it was watermelon flavored. So it the bulk of the popsicle was like pink, but then it had these kind of gooey green stripes down the side and like black sticky candy bits oh, God. in it. Anyway, she was eating it, sitting down, and it was really hot for Seattle. It was like 85 degrees. By the time she was done eating this thing, not only was it like it it formed like a three inch radius circle around her face. Uh huh, of course. But also, it was like dripping down her thigh from where it had dripped down her hand and onto her thigh. (laughs) And like the green part was kind of gooey. Like when she would lick it, it would kind of snap back. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't know, like jelly or something. Yeah, it's got some sort of like dissolved and food anyway, gel. I just kept wishing that there were a better way to do this, but there wasn't. No. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't even have a napkin here. And then I was like, wait a minute, we have the lake, which is like nature's napkin. <laughs> that is, it is. Oh, you went to, to uh, nature's napkin shores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then like on the way to the lake, did, did sand get caked onto the sticky parts? Uh, you know, the good news is, is that we were, uh, we were set up seriously like six feet from the That is the good lake. news. Yeah. yeah. Kids are so gullible when it comes to like, I'm going to make something in a, in a funny shape and they're going to be like, yeah, I want to eat that because it's a funny shape. Like, I, I think we're a lot smarter than that. Yeah, but then I was thinking uh, yeah. like, what if they made something in a, in a, like a popsicle in a shape to try to appeal to me? And of course, the first thing that came to mind was a naked lady. Would I buy that? Well, or, or would I be like, no, I'm going to have the ice cream sandwich. The first thing that came to mind for me was like when people go to Vegas and they get like a giant, like blue slushy alcoholic yep. drink in an Eiffel Tower. Yep. You're right. People love that shit. Yeah. And probably if I went to Vegas, which I never have, I would do that too. I'm no better than a kid. The thing the thing that my kid does that that I had to say like this this can't go on anymore is like um picking up like sauce from her plate with the tip of her finger and licking it over and over and over. Oh yeah, that's gross. And it wasn't even like particularly messy. It was just like this this could go on for like hours and I just can't watch it anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything with June that I just really cannot tolerate. Well, while you're thinking thinking about that, you want to talk about ice cream cones? Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Well, okay. So for me as a kid, I don't really remember, but I, so I do remember that I was scared of ice cream cones because <laughs> I had this unfortunate- What is that phobia called? I had this unfortunate childhood experience at Baskin Robbins. Oh no. So I remember I was in the phase of childhood where I really liked orange sherbet. Yeah. And that that is a distinct phase of childhood. Absolutely, I think and everybody, rainbow also. Oh no, I only went through the orange sherbet okay. phase. I called it Sherbert. Yes, and me I too. remember then when I learned that there was a composer named Schubert. 
I always remember. You thought, I want to lick him too. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyway. I want to lick a dead composer. Yeah. Any- if you made a, a popsicle shaped like a dead composer, I'd be all over it. Anyway, so I remember being in a Baskin Robbins. It tastes like Bach. With my, with my orange sherbet in a cone. And I remember the ice cream fell out of the cone. The classic experience. Everybody has it once in a lifetime. But I was so undone by it that after that I didn't have cones for years like possibly into adulthood I mean I can still I think think we were in California visiting my cousins like I remember this vividly I think I must have really cried a lot yeah like of a thing you can see happen like on the street that doesn't involve anyone getting seriously injured or killed (laughs) that's the most saddest one right yeah um, yeah. Oh, God. But you know what's also terrible? What? When you watch somebody run for the subway and then like their foot gets caught and they fall down into the train. Have you ever seen that? No. That oh, sounds God. extremely dangerous. Well, no, their foot doesn't get caught in the sliding door. It's just like they, they're running oh, okay. and then they trip and <laughs> fall into the subway. I've seen that happen. I thought you were just going to say they don't quite make it. No, no. That's upsetting, yeah. too. So speaking of uh, of ice cream scoops falling off the cone, um, I think I probably told this story on the show before, but one time I took uh, your daughter, June, for ice cream, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and she wanted to start eating the cone, but there was still like too much ice cream left. And so I said, we could just lop that off for you. And she said, what is lop? <laughs> <laughs> That's so June. <laughs> and then we did. We lopped it. Yeah. She says stuff like that all the time. <laughs> it was a great question. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So when we were driving to the beach yesterday, Matthew, uh-huh. I was playing this 90s playlist that a friend of mine made on Spotify. Oh, I love a 90s playlist. Oh, my God. It started out with like, um, it started out with Bush mm-hmm. and then moved into Smashing Pumpkins. Was it, was it uh, Everything Zen? Yeah. Was, okay. Uh-huh, that was the first song. And then there was, of course, um, there was a little sound garden. I skipped over it. I'm not a big Black Hole Sun person. Really? I love Black God, Hole Sun. God, I remember the summer that that video came out and it was a summer when I was like really so bored. Summer of 94? Yeah, I think I was, I guess I was like 15 or something and I remember lying 95. on my stomach in like, you know, sort of the study of the house on this like carpet and just watching MTV for hours and I hated that video. I don't particularly remember the video, but I love the song. Anyway, but Smells Like Teen Spirit came on. Uh-huh. And I was like, June, I saw this as a big teaching moment. Oh, I'm sure this went great. <laughs> yeah, it did. I was like, June, this song was so important to me uh-huh. when I was a teenager. There was no other music that I'd ever heard that sounded like this. And I thought it was so cool. And later, when I moved to Seattle, even though like it had been a long time since this song came out, I still thought it was so cool that I lived in the place where this music came from. And I look in the back seat, and she literally is plugging her ears with her fingers. <laughs> and I was like... But you better believe I did not turn it off, Matthew. I was like, this is an important teaching moment. This morning, uh, I went into uh, Squirrel Chops, uh, one of our favorite local cafes, and uh, the the song Where Is My Mind was playing. And I was like, oh, I fucking love this song. Like, I, I can't. I texted my wife, like, I can't believe this song came out in the 80s. Like, every time I hear it, it sounds like it's brand new. And yes. they're like, wait, that's like a thing only an old person would say, right? She's, yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Left Field Farms. Molly, do you think all milk is the same? Um, I'm going to try to figure uh, uh, No! That's the right answer. Because Left Field Farms is a refreshing new dairy brand that is founded on a left field thought. Just let the cow do its thing. What, what does that mean? 
Well, I'll tell you. It means they eat non-GMO feed, just like cows did back in the old days. Ah, the old days. I love those days. Uh, so it's a simpler, less processed diet, uh, and they get plenty of shade, plenty of water. Uh, they get an environment where they're free to be cows. It's like a cow spa. Yeah, you it's... Might these are these are some chill cows. I haven't met them personally, but if I wanted to, I know that Leftfield Farms can track all of its milk directly back to the family farm where that's, it was produced. Hold up, that's actually really cool. It is. I mean, that's even cooler than a cow spa, and yeah. it's kind of harder to get cooler. It's hard to get cooler than a cow spa. Yes, I mean because it's got plenty of shade, and that keeps it cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you want your milk to come with milk GPS so you know where it was produced, that's not a real thing. I just made it up. Um, and produced that with non-GMO feed. Produced the old-fashioned way that makes delicious milk and coffee creamer. You should try Left Field Farms next time you're in the dairy aisle. Wonderful things come out of Left Field. This episode is brought to you by Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are stylish, sustainable, and comfortable enough for anything Anywhere. Now, Molly, I understand there are a couple of Rothy's in your house. Yes. So Rothy's, I understand, recently launched shoes for young girls yeah. as opposed to women. And anyway, I ordered a pair for my daughter, June, and uh, they are this awesome shade of bright pink. She loves them. She says that they are as comfortable as her slippers. Nice. And she has been wearing them everywhere, including yesterday she wore them to the beach. True story. I'll, I'll allow it. And so I was like, it's so awesome that these are machine washable. Because, you know, like, especially with kids' shoes, and these are really nice kids' shoes, but especially with kids' shoes, like, that stuff gets dirty. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. Are they cute? They're super cute. And uh, you would never know this, but they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. Wow. Anyway, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. June, w while she was wearing them, she looked down at her feet and she goes, these shoes, they're, they're so comfortable, but they look really fancy. Nah, okay, that's better <laughs> than any endorsement we're going to give. So to get free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes, go to Rothy's, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com and enter the code spilled milk. Get yourself a pair today. That's Rothy's dot com, promo code spilled milk. All right, let's talk more about ice cream cones. So sure. I, I did, I was in charge of researching this topic and I did a little too much research. So prepare <laughs> to learn, okay, everyone. Okay, I'm ready. So these are also apparently called cornets. Yeah, and I'm you wrote to that. I've never heard that. Has anyone, let's put it out to the listeners. I think it's a British thing. Okay, so listeners, wherever you live, have you ever heard an ice cream cone called a cornet? Well, and I think that I'm supposed to pronounce it like, Cornet, like in French, mm. or maybe in, in Italy, I think it's like a cornetto. Okay, yeah, or something like I don't, that. I'm, I'm get, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm really, I'm God, really flustered some... by this cornet thing. Okay, or cornet. So anyway, basically, Wikipedia says this is a cone-shaped pastry made from a cookie-like wafer. Okay, it's, that's true. And Wikipedia says its job is to enable ice cream to be held in hand and eaten without a bowl or spoon. You had one job, ice cream cone. <laughs> I feel like its job is also to be tasty. Maybe. I mean, but uh, is a cake cone tasty? No. Some people think so. But for some people, that's what an ice cream cone is supposed to taste like. Okay, well, we have some here, so we're going to find out. Anyway, we're going to be the judge of this. What I love is that, you know, toward the top of the Wikipedia page, where on the right, there's always a little a little box. And like for a country, it'll say like demographic statistics. Yes, okay. sure. Or well, for, for a person, it'll be like, you for know, For the born. ice cream cone, it's got a picture of an ice cream cone. Uh -huh. And then it says type, colon, 
pastry. Serving <laughs> okay. temperature, colon, dry and cold. What? Dry is a temperature? <laughs> dry and cold. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that opposed to like hot and wet? Yeah, is that is that like a, a sad like emo album? Like you don't have to moisten it to eat it? I, I guess, but like... Dry isn't a temperature. No. I'm I'm putting my foot down on this one and crushing this cone with my foot. Okay. I had no idea how many origin stories there were for cones, okay? Interestingly enough, like most, I I think that we really owe the ice cream cone to the the countries of the Levant, like Syria, uh, parts of Iraq, Turkey. Okay. Um, Go on. Okay. So basically, these were mentioned in some French cookbooks as early as 1825 when some dude described how somebody could roll a cone from, quote, little waffles. (laughs) However, okay, so here's where where things start getting interesting. At the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904, a Syrian Lebanese man named Arnold Fornachu Mm -hmm. was selling ice cream. And when he ran short on paper cups, he noticed that next to him was a Syrian vendor by the name of Ernest Hamwi, who was selling a pastry called Zalabia. This is the origin story that I've heard. Oh, you've heard this? I've heard this story. Oh, yes. I'd never I heard this. I wasn't sure if it was true. Okay, so a Zalabia is a crisp wafer-like thing that's baked on a waffle iron. And it originated in, in the Levant, which is you know Syria, Lebanon, parts of, of Iraq and Turkey. Uh, Zalabia is a little bit like the Italian pizzelle, right? Uh, sure. Okay. That, that sounds right. Well, anyway, uh, Arnold Fornachu, or whatever, rolled it into cones to hold his ice cream. Okay. Okay. But then, then, so the, this story... I feel like that story is too good to be true. I know, right? This story has some, some hot competition. Okay. Or dry and cold competition. Dry and cold competition from a man named Abe Dumar, who was also a Syrian immigrant. Awesome. Immigrants are the best. Uh-huh. Hey, listen, Donald Trump, we uh, yeah. would not, this show, once again, takes an unfunny turn. We <laughs> would not have ice cream cones if it were not for immigrants. And specifically Syrian immigrants, it sounds like. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. A young Syrian immigrant named Abe Dumar was selling stuff like paperweights. <laughs> Wikipedia tells me this. Paperweights and other items was what Wikipedia said. In Norfolk, Virginia. This was in the early 1900s as well. One night he bought a waffle from a vendor from Belgium. Belgium. (laughs) Yeah, a vendor from Belgium. (laughs) Whose name I'm now going to butcher. Leonidas Kestakides. Okay, that sounds Greek. Um, Maybe he's a Greek guy from Belgium. (laughs) So Abe Dumar proceeded to roll this up and place a scoop of ice cream on top. He then began selling the cones at the St. Louis Exposition. Wow, everything happened in St. Louis in the 1900s. He later opened Dumar's Drive-In in Norfolk, Virginia, which still operates at the same location 100 years later. And we should take a field trip. Oh, it sounds like it's like the Borgs of Norfolk. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, yeah. The thing I, I... I'm skeptical, not certainly not of the idea that Syrian immigrants invented the ice cream cone, but of the idea that it was like done. It was like a necessity of is the mother of invention kind of story. I think like so I was like, you know, you know, what would be cool 
is, is if I folded up this pastry and served ice cream on top of it, not like I need to like run to the guy next door and like, do you Ooh, have anything have a- <laughs> that can be turned into a cone? Like, you know, <laughs> could this, this small waste basket, would that work? No, it's too big and it's also full of garbage. Um, you would how about- they would have tried like rolling up a piece of paper that you can make a cone from uh-huh, that. Yeah. Who said it had to be an edible cone? Right. Like was the taco salad with the edible bowl also invented in this way? Like I need well, something. What about, what about the Italian thing of eating a scoop of gelato in brioche. Yes. That was definitely mm, that, that was definitely invented because somebody ran out of cups. I mean, that that seems almost more believable because it doesn't work as well. Yeah. It, it seems seems like less carefully engineered. Yeah. Anyway, so early cones were were rolled by hand as as you may have seen done in like fancy ice cream shops these yeah, days. Yeah. Or even even not so fancy ice cream shops wonder, sometimes have waffle cones. I wonder if they do that at uh, Dumar's Drive-In. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, but a guy from Portland, Frederick Bruckman, oh. in 1912, he patented a machine for rolling ice cream cones. He sold his company to Nabisco, cha-ching, which still makes cones. Um, I I wonder if he went to my high school. A lot of famous people did, like Matt Groening and other people. Oh, let's look up Frederick Bruckman. <laughs> I can't remember. Recently, I learned someone super famous went to my high school, and I now I can't remember. Uh, you know who went to my high school? You. Me. Uh, no, also, uh, we've discussed this before. On but the I can't show. remember what my, you're going to say. My crankiness, uh, the gym complex is now named after his family. Clay Bennett, who is one of the owners of oh, the, of course. the, the uh, no, former Seattle he's Supersonics, a, he's a, uh, basically Seattle villain. stole the Sonics from, from Seattle and took them to Oklahoma City. He went to my high school. Mm-hmm. And now the whole freaking gym complex is named after him because basically he is a, uh, a baron. Yeah. Like everything, everything's am, named after. I'm pretty a much going to receive a lot of hate mail from the wealthy population of Oklahoma City. I think they're busy with other stuff like philanthropizing <laughs> and or, like, or fracking. Yep, I think those are the main two things. That that seriously is mostly what they're doing. Yep. I'm sorry, I have a lot of animosity for the oil and natural gas industry in my home state. Okay, okay. you heard it here. Great. Not necessarily first, because probably you've mentioned it before. But. Probably. Okay. Anyway. Uh, oh, my God. Wait a minute. I'm not done with my references to the greatness of immigrants. Okay. <laughs> this show is very political today. In 1918, a Lebanese immigrant named Albert George okay. started the George and Thomas Cone Company and began to mass produce ice cream cones. That company became the Joy Ice Cream Cone Company. I'm sure we've all seen ice cream cones with the Joy label on them. It's the largest ice cream cone maker in the world. That's funny that you mentioned that. First of all, who was Thomas? Do we know? Let's say he was a cool immigrant. Yeah. Um, Wait, hold on. Thomas? Well, say the, oh, I don't know who Thomas yeah. was. Um, when I went to buy cones, I got mostly like store brand cones because I was like, there's no brand of cones. But like they, the store brand ones were sitting right next to Joy brand, which I didn't recognize as being the brand of cones because I almost never buy ice cream cones. Yeah, yeah. Which is something we should talk about. Like, why do I never buy ice cream cones? I don't know. Do I feel you? like, no. And and when I go out to eat ice cream, I always get it in a cone, unless yeah. I'm getting hot fudge on it. I right. do love hot fudge. But anyway, I will almost always get a cone. But at home, no, I never keep, I always have ice cream in my freezer, mm-hmm. but I never have cones. Yeah. I buy cones rarely. 
And like, if there are cones, I'll like use a couple, and then they'll they'll get stale, which they do very quickly. Can I take some of these cones home after we yes, taste absolutely. them? Yes, absolutely. You can take as many cones as you want. Can, can we, we can we start tasting? Yeah, them? I think we should start. Let's let's cheesecake this. No, not cheesecake. Cheese plate this. <laughs> no, <it's> cheese. <laughs> let's cheesecake this. What what would that I mean? I wonder if we could crush up sugar cones and make it the the crust of a cheesecake. I think you could. That sounds really good. It does sound really good. Okay, so cheese plate style. I think cake cones, yeah. or as it says on this box, cake. Cups would have to be first. Okay. Followed by sugar cones. And then I got boxed waffle cones. I don't know if that's going to be just like a sugar <sighs> cone. Wow. After all that that learning I just imposed upon us, I'm exhausted. Oh, oh, I have to bite off the same cone as you? Yeah. Now we could put ice cream on these cones, but we're gonna be eating some frozen cone products in a minute. So what do you think this is made to taste like? Let's look at the ingredients. You know, like, this is actually better than I expected. This yeah. is the cake cone. It kind of tastes like, so the last time I had Rice Krispies, I felt like they had a really bitter flavor. This tastes like I expect Rice Krispies to taste. Does this have rice flour yeah, in it? Yeah, it does not have rice flour in it. It has a tapioca flour, and as well as wheat flour, and it has a small amount of natural flavor, but it doesn't specify what kind. I do have to say, this is as close as you can get to a paper cone. <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, wait, so you... Did you put on on the agenda the question about what do you do with the paper? Should we get there yet? Yeah. Okay, since you mentioned paper. So so you know how, like, especially with the joy cones, right? There's always a piece of paper, like, glued around the sugar cone. It's yes. never around a cake cone. Is and it? what is the point of that exactly? I guess so you can hold it without getting your germs on it. But, but you're, they're your germs, first of all. <laughs> Well, but a lot and, of a lot of people are like, "Ooh, you should wash your hands before you touch food." But then you're going to peel it off anyway, right? Or are you supposed to just eat it down to the cone and then throw it out? No, I always peel it off. But yes. here's the thing: okay. the glue that they use on it, which I guess is edible glue, I've eaten a lot of it. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't believe in germs. Yeah, I don't either. I, they're unscientific, <laughs> fake science. Anyway. Uh, the paper never wants to come off cleanly. Nope. And there's always a little bit of glue and like paper mm-hmm. stuck to the cone. What do you do? I eat it. I eat it too. Yeah, I've eaten so much paper and glue. Yeah. There's probably a, a bazaar in, in me. <laughs> I know we've talked about bazaars before, but will you it's, explain it again? Oh, I would love to. It's like when a clump of uh, indigestible stuff accumulates in your stomach and has to be surgically removed, and sometimes they get very large. Does that happen to people? Yes. It's not a common thing, but it could well, like, happen to you. What kind of stuff would happen? Like if I ate a whole so, bunch of like like ceramic? So it is strongly associated with pica. So like, oh, like if you're dirt. eating like hair or like other non-food things, oh. like... They can accumulate in your stomach. To make me feel sad. I know, but uh, but also, I mean, I think it can also be the result of just like a, d- a disease of the digestive system. Okay, if that makes you feel any better. Okay, I can see how hair would not work. Oh, out. you know what? You know what causes bazaars is uh, eating too many persimmons, You've like a lot of persimmons. Got to be joking. I'm totally serious. Really? Yes, I don't know why. I think I read this in it's a, a Harold McGee book. Good, good thing I'm not a big persimmon fan. I, I would say I maybe average. 
one persimmon a year. Yeah, same here. Um, long, long ago, like uh, ten years ago. Uh, was it in a galaxy far away? It was. It was a nearby galaxy. It was the Andromeda galaxy, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Like um, the next galaxy over. Do you know I have a friend who named her daughter Andromeda? After Andromeda, the and they, yeah, they call her Andy. Isn't that adorable? That's, that is really cute. It's really it's, great. it's one of it's one of the best galaxies out there, I yeah, think, or yeah. at least one of the m- most well known. <laughs> right up um, there with the Milky Way. We I uh, read to Iris uh, this story in the New York Times Magazine, the um, uh, what's it called, like the medical mystery column. Oh yeah, um, yeah. and that the, the show House was loosely based on, and it was about a uh, a woman who presented with a with a very unusual rash, and uh, they eventually determined that she was allergic to shiitake mushrooms. Oh. And it was causing this this very strange rash. And since then, Iris has never forgotten this and will not eat shiitake mushrooms in case she is allergic to them and gets a weird rash, which was not like fatal or anything. Wow, Matthew, are you <laughs> regretting having read this thing to your child? Yeah, so my point is don't read to your kids. They'll like learn. They'll, it'll scare them. I think I've mentioned before on the show that at, at June's school, somehow... Like they read, uh, they they read this story that involved like there were some soldier ants in the book. Oh no! And now June is terrified of soldier ants. Oh yeah, I was afraid every, of all kinds every of bugs. Ant she sees, she's afraid it's a soldier ant, and mm-hmm. I'm like, it's an ant. I think I was afraid of fire ants. Is that the same as soldier ants or mm, different? No, I think soldier ants are like these particular like. Swar- they gang up. Yeah, they swarm. Something. Fire ants are just the red ones that bite. Okay, so let's let's recap a few things. Um, so uh, on the cinnamon roll episode, we determined that we're um, sex positive and music negative. Uh, it sounds like we're also against reading, um, and yeah. probably against bugs. No, no, actually, just this morning, I found a green moth in my in my bathroom sink. It's nice. I took a picture of it and uploaded it to iNaturalist, which is an app I have on my phone, and I identified it as a common emerald moth. Wow. And it was exciting. This was that all That is exciting. This was all before I even made coffee. Um, so I am bug positive. Okay. And it sounds like we are surprisingly cake cone positive. I, I kinda liked it at least. It was fine. It was, it was better than I expected. Yeah, I it was would fine. eat I would deign to eat ice cream on this cone. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, and I feel like if you're going to get soft serve, this is the cone that soft serve belongs on. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes it's, there's like a, sh- a like a pointy sugar cone shaped cake cone. I don't know why that exists, but it's good for soft serve, I guess, because it's deep. Have you ever yeah. had those? But no, you're right. This I is the like soft I've serve I feel like I've seen cone. those more in Europe. Like... Uh, in fancy ice cream stores in in Europe, and sometimes, yeah, particularly in France, there are cake cones with a pointy bottom that have like two reservoirs on the top, side <gasps> by side. Yes, f- so that you can have two scoops of ice cream, but but they're side by side. I used to get this as a kid at Bressler's Thirty Three Flavors, which I believe actually predated Baskin Robbins, even though it sounds like a ridiculous knockoff. Uh-huh. And the flavors I would always get were were um, chocolate and licorice voodoo. <laughs> Oh, God, licorice voodoo. I like licorice flavored things. I still do. Mm. This is so far superior. Yeah, the cake cone is good. You mean sugar. Sugar cone, sorry. This is the sugar oh. cone. The reason it doesn't work with soft serve, I think, is because it's too crunchy and, and the soft serve would just moosh everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ah. So God, this is the best. This is so good. What is this flavored with? I think a lot of vanilla. What else? Probably doesn't say. Brown sugar? Yeah, brown sugar. Mm-hmm. So when you eat an ice cream cone, 
Okay, so first of all, when you when you scoop an ice cream cone, do you ever scoop an ice cream cone? Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> when you eat an ice cream cone, and this is going to get gross, uh, do you do anything with your tongue to like s- coax ice cream further down into the cone oh. so you don't run out of ice cream before before you run out of cone? Yes, I will take I my too. tongue if it's if it's a firm like ice like scooped ice yeah. cream. I will take my tongue, make it as flat as possible, and press the cone to my tongue and try to press the ice cream down into the cone because yep. I really like it when I get to the cone and I can start biting off the cone, but I also get ice cream. Yeah, I want it to be like flat, like parallel to the surface, no meniscus. And I will also... We are anti-meniscus. <laughs> I will also dig my tongue down into yes, the cone. absolutely. Yeah. This must be so gross to watch. Um, I just try not to watch myself eat ice cream. <laughs> well, I mean, I was thinking about, I was thinking of other people as I always do. <laughs> Let's see here. I, I, well, so my partner usually gets ice cream in a cup. Okay. And June usually gets ice cream on a cone, but I mean, it's such a disaster watching oh, her course. eat ice cream in general. It's hard to like separate the different elements of the disaster. Okay. Well, I think you should ask them, um, like, what do they think? Have they noticed your ice cream eating technique and how do they feel about it? Okay. Okay. I'll yeah, because no, I'm sure. Like, like I'm, I'm like, like my tongue is like extending in, at weird angles. But maybe it's really sexy. Maybe I mean, it's maybe it's incredibly sexy. Especially, yeah. I mean, especially if if, if your partner likes oral sex. Uh huh. Yeah. I I think probably a lot of people's partners do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even most. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can oh, see no, that. Oh no, I'm blushing again. Yeah, no, well, that's that's interesting. Like usually it's me, right? Yeah. No, like I I could see like okay. Um, okay. Let's let's uh, let's, let's go. Ask our partners whether whether they enjoy oral sex, and we'll come back and report on the show. Okay. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is um, uh, Safeway brand waffle cones, and I know a waffle Ooh. cone is supposed to be this something is- that's made fresh and we should talk about this hold up guys this comes in, in like a, a really elaborate styrofoam packaging yeah this to... packaging is gonna kill the ozone layer i am so unfunny today god <laughs> this heat i think they use different like blowing agents now <laughs> i just wanted to say <laughs> blowing agents <laughs> hold up look at this this is like a pink shell it's like cracking open a seashell and finding waffle cones inside <laughs> oh that would be so great <laughs> Like, okay, well, something's gone extremely wrong with the ecosystem, but this has got a bit pretty cool. Okay, I cracked I cracked it open. It looks like a waffle cone. Mm. It doesn't really taste like a waffle cone. Mm, it tastes like a sugar cone. Uh-huh. I gotta say, though... It's so, nice, though. Here's my thing with waffle cones. I never order them. Nope, me neither. Because they are too big. Like, so I, I firmly believe... That one can have ice cream every day, mm-hmm. or almost every day, oh, yeah. in a, a healthy diet. Yeah. Um, I like how you, you said this with sort of more more uh, forcefulness than any of the other opinions that you've taken throughout the episode. <laughs> I feel like, very you know, preachy. I, yeah, you know, like of- fracking, not so great, but I feel <laughs> very strongly th- about ice cream every day. Well, it really bothers me when people get all up in, in arms about this yeah. kind of stuff. Anyway, so... 
I feel like maybe because I, I eat ice cream frequently, when I eat it, I, I don't really feel like I want to eat a ton of it. Yep, agree. I will do like one modest-sized scoop. Yeah, I will but do... often. Yes, exactly. So anyway, when I get a cone, what I want is like exact... Like I want a good-sized scoop on a sugar cone. Yep. Period. That is the size That's I the want. That's right uh, ice cream to cone ratio. Yeah, yeah. So like a waffle cone is just way too much of everything. Yeah, it's, it's too big. It has that part that sticks way up above the... Scoop, yeah, and you, which and like, is weird. You have to like do something about that before you even really get to the ice cream. And I know I just said that I like I like it when I when I go to bite off the cone and also get some ice cream. But by by that point, what I love is like I also like that the sugar cone. By the time you get to biting the sugar cone. Has gotten some ice cream on it and has softened slightly and is like a little bit sauced by it. Yes. Whereas a waffle cone, no. Um, A waffle cone is too resilient. I realized something about waffle cones while we were while I was uh, thinking about this episode, which is I am so glad that they always charge a dollar extra for waffle cones because if they didn't, I know exactly what would happen. I would like go into the store and say like, you know, give me a scoop of chocolate fudge on a sugar cone. And they'd be like, oh, don't you want the waffle cone? It is. It's the same price. I'd be like, no, They're like, but we make them right here. Like, no, I just want the sugar cone. And I would feel like a dick and like, but, yeah. but now it can just be like, uh, no, I don't want to pay an extra dollar. I'm a cheapskate. It's, totally. Yeah. You, ha- you have an excuse for yes. your, your so preferences. So keep on doing what you're doing, ice cream parlors. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, waffle cones are tasty, but it's just like, it's like a lot. It's a lot to deal with. It, they they deal do with. make the place smell really good. They do. I think like even if there was an ice cream place that didn't serve waffle cones, but just like <laughs> piped in the smell somehow, I'd be all over that. I'm pretty sure that those exist. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to say that the, so this Safeway Signature Select uh, or Signature Select brand Waffle cones are just the right size. They're, they're a nice size. Like they're I look like, forward to to serving some ice cream on that. Yeah, they're like barely larger than a, a sugar cone. Okay, we got one more uh, cold, dry cone here, and then um, I have a couple things in the freezer for us. This is gonna be a long episode, and this that's is okay. A this, very long episode. It deserves. We've, we've covered a lot of things. We've covered like major policy issues and uh-huh. today's presidential administration. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, this is an Oreo cone? Yeah, so this is a thing that uh, wife of the show, Lori, brought home a while back, and I was like, oh my God, you are the best wife that a show could have. No, I disagree. I mean, Lori's great. (laughs) These cones? Mm. No, these cones Mm. don't even taste like Oreos. They taste like sugar cones that are dyed brown. It, it really, really does. I really w- want to disagree with you, but it's true. It's not good. They're not, they're actually not good. It's, it, it's good? No, it's not. They're not good. Lori, love ya. Don't love this cone. I just accidentally crushed it with my elbow. <laughs> I, I'm like oh. uh, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. I never read Of Mice and Men. Well, it's a very sad book. I'll get right on it. Is it sadder than where the red fern grows? Hmm. No. I mean, no. No. Great. Okay, can we eat some ice cream filled cones? Yes, let's do it. And while you're getting them from the freezer, I'm going to talk a little bit about these. So in 1928, this guy named Stubby Parker. No. JT Stubby Parker of Fort Worth, Texas, he created an ice cream cone that could be stored in a grocer's freezer with the cone and the ice cream frozen together as one item. Matthew, what do you think this product is called? Drumstick! It's the drumstick! 
Okay. Here we go. Oh, God. Is it so? Wait. Oh, here's the drumstick. Yes. You I've said drumstick. I wanted to time I've it so that. I've never eaten one of these. Oh, they're. I'll be interested to see what you think. Okay. It's not the same as an ice cream cone in almost any respect. Oh, now this truly looks like a cake cone shaped like a sugar cone. Well, it, I mean, it looks kind of mm, like this waffle cone. Okay. It's probably frozen pretty hard. Those nuts are rancid. Yeah. Here, I'm going to lop. Are you so going to get down to the cone part. Okay. Okay. So this has peanuts on the outside? This is vanilla caramel flavored frozen dairy dessert cone. Oh my god, this has one of those little square logos on it. Should we uh, should we scan it and tag? Oh, like a QR code? Is that what these are called? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a little QR code on the drumstick. I guess so. If you get just the drumstick uh, in its individual packaging, which is not labeled for retail sale, you can scan this it. This isn't very good. No, they're not, and yet sometimes it's just what I want. Are the, the peanuts the cone usually is, ranted? Yeah. The cone is lined <laughs> with chocolate, and there's like a plug of chocolate at the bottom that prevents things from, from uh, flowing out. Oh. Okay, well, okay, so we don't also, need to eat any more of this. Also, in, in Italy, there's they, they invented this thing that is now called the Cornetto. Okay. It's one of the most popular ice creams in the world. It, too, is like a waffle cone insulated from the ice cream by chocolate. Wait, but you didn't note on here that it was invented, uh, you didn't say that it was invented by uh, an ice cream manufacturer called Spica. Which was the name, was the name of, of one, one of the, of the owls. The waffles. <laughs> <laughs> one of the owls that we met at the Waffle Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is a Choco Taco, and my question for you is, is this a cone or not? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a big bite. This ice cream tastes terrible. <laughs> hmm. No, this is bad. I like it. What is that flavor? I don't know. Factory. <laughs> That's what the flavor is. It's, I did get the factory seconds. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Left Field Farms. Left Field Farms is that refreshing dairy brand that is founded on a left field thought. Let the cow do its thing. Yep. These cows eat non-GMO feed. They got plenty of water. They can just be cows. Yes. So next time you're in the dairy aisle, take a fresh look and choose Left Field Farms. Shout out to the state of Missouri. Okay. Which is right near my my home state, where ice cream cones are the official state food. Okay. Wait. Oh, it's because of the St. Louis yeah, the State St. Louis. Fair thing. Yeah, and or, the, the St. Louis <coughs> Exposition. Exposition, that's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so I guess we're not getting super excited about frozen oh. ice cream cone products. Uh, yeah, I got to say, like, I think that the way to go is just to buy plain cones and buy put ice cones. cream in them. Or go out for ice cream and get an ice cream cone. All right. So those are our recommendations. Uh, what have we <laughs> learned? Uh, you know, uh, this is going to shock you to your core, but uh, buy ice cream cones and put ice cream on them yes. or go to a place that oh. puts ice cream onto cones and allow them to do it for you. Yes. You can, uh, well, you can tell us how you feel about that controversial recommendation sure. on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, and on the web at spilledmilkpodcast.com, uh, on Instagram at spilledmilkpodcast. Yep. 
You uh, can also find our website where we will not be posting a recipe today. Nope. Well, um, no. Well, uh, no. Here's the recipe. We're going to post this. Uh, Producer Abby, <laughs> uh, recipe for ice cream cone. Uh, buy cone. Put ice cream on cone. Do weird things with your thumb. You can find that at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Maybe there'll be a diagram. I don't know. Um, and uh, our producer is Abby Circatella. Our long-suffering producer, is that what what we usually (laughs) say? Yeah. Longer, one week longer suffering every week. Uh, Uh, And uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. um, The show that's, what did we discover we were? We are anti-meniscus. Oh, that's right. We're meniscus negative, which is not like a concave meniscus. It just means we don't like meniscuses. We are sex positive. We are music negative. How do we feel about a discus? Like discus throwing. Oh, I'm fine with that. Me too. Yeah, particularly if you wear a toga. Oh, yeah. Okay, we are <clears> we are <throat> pro-toga and pro-discus. I'm Matthew Amster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. I want to know, Matthew, have you ever seen the rain? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Oh, God, this show is the worst. Um, Okay. Hey, Keurig coffee drinkers. Need a cold coffee with a bold flavor? Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pods were specially crafted for cold coffee. Brew over ice straight out of the Keurig coffee maker for smooth, delicious Dunkin' taste you know and love. Find your next Dunkin' Cold coffee in the roasted coffee aisle.